0: Welcome to this week's episode of Flip the Switch. My name is Ashley, and I have a super special guest with me here today. Um, Funny story was that last night, Haley and I actually said we were going to record a podcast, and we both totally forgot. Oops, it happened. Um, And I'm recording this on Wednesday, and Haley, unfortunately teaches um, for the virtual Pilates Blonde studio that she teaches for, and then also has the charge exec meeting tonight. So she is not here with me. Um, But I do have an amazing guest here for you guys today, which is kind of super special for me. Um, I've been talking with this person for a long time, or they've been talking to me about being on the podcast for a long time. Um, So it's kind of funny that it's been coming full circle, but we have a really exciting episode for you guys all about – Um, this guest journey through his experience, kind of trying out college, going through a different path, starting his own business, and really just becoming a brand new person with a really mature and professional mindset. So I have nothing but amazing things to say about this person because um he's actually my boyfriend. Ah, it's so exciting. Um, so if you guys know me, um my boyfriend's name is Austin. We have Austin here, and I'm super excited. Um, I actually, funny story, never told Austin that I had a podcast. When I first started dating him, he kind of found out on his own. Um, I think I had posted an episode that we, Haley and I had released an episode on my Instagram and he just started listening to them and texted me. And he's like, so when are you going to tell me that you have a podcast? And I was so embarrassed. I like just didn't know when to tell him and thought he was going to think it was super weird. But He really has been talking about coming on the show for so long, and we've been dating for over a year now, so a year later, here he is, and I'm super excited to introduce you guys to him, but hi, Austin. How are you?
1: (laughs) I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I was telling Austin, it's funny, like we're going to have to act like we don't talk every day in this this episode, because a lot of the questions I'm going to ask are questions that I know the answers to because I know Austin really well Um, but the reason I wanted to have him on here and the reason that he wanted to come on here is because I really do think that especially from the people that typically listen to Flip the Switch, Austin has a really really unique kind of career path and education path and um, something that really has helped me see different perspectives and realize that everyone's journey into success and into, you know, building a career for yourself and a life for yourself is different. Um, So, yeah, I'm super excited that you're here. Are you excited?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely excited. It was uh, quite a surprise to get a text from you at like lunchtime (laughs) saying that, you know, this is actually going to happen today. So,
0: yeah, we've been talking about it for a while. And officially today, I was like, hey, Haley and I didn't get to do it. I have time today. If you don't do it with me, I'm doing it by myself. So do you want to do it? And he was like, yeah. So I'm super excited. We're going to jump right into it today. So I'm going to hand the rings over to you, Austin. Why don't you just introduce yourself? Tell us where you're from, how old you are, um, what do you do for work, and anything else that you think is important that the listeners should know about you.
1: All right. Well, um, I'm Austin Choquette and uh, born and raised here right in Amherst where UMass is. So um, been here my whole life, all 21 years, and I grew up through actually two elementary schools. I went to Crocker Farm Elementary School because it was convenient for us, basically our backyard. And then from there, we got school choice into Pelham Elementary School, which is still part of the Amherst school districts, Um, just because I, my mom has noticed, as I started to progress through elementary school, that I had a lot of studying impairments, so stuttering and dyslexia, ADHD, ADD, pretty much everything, which made learning extremely difficult for me. Um, So we switched over to Pelham because they had a lot better support system, which provided a lot of one-on-one. So from there, Amherst Middle School, and then um, a lot of my best friends were gonna go to a, a tech school to study trades, and it really interests me, but you know, when you're that young, when you're 12, 13, 14 years old, um, you don't really know what you wanna do, and a trade school is really if you, know exactly what you want to do at that young age. So my uh, family, which I'm sure we'll talk about more as this episode progresses, but they're very supportive of me. So we did look at a couple schools, but we just decided to stay in the public, um, Amherst Public School. So there I went to high school for all four years. And um, yeah, I don't want to give up too much because I don't know where these questions are going. But from there, I did one year in college, and then I joined the trades, and I'm pursuing my electrical career. I'm still an apprentice at the moment. And, you know, we got a couple other things going on, running a landscaping business on the side as a long going to school to get my electrical license. So that's sort of an overlap. Let's see where these questions take
0: yeah yeah no that was a super good introduction I kind of just want to like poke fun at the fact that I still when I met Austin I remember being so floored by the fact that he was from Amherst like if anyone is in Massachusetts right now Amherst is basically known on like the eastern side of Massachusetts for UMass and when I met Austin he goes yeah I grew up here and I was like oh do you go to UMass and he goes no like I grew up here and I was like what like people are from this town like I was like so oblivious and like I had no idea and I just think it's so funny but now Amherst has become much more of a home to me since knowing you and everything and kind of seeing where you went to school and whatnot but I kind of want to start with school for you because a lot of our listeners are in college um, a handful of our listeners have either already graduated or already working and things like that. And I know that you mentioned kind of the different hurdles that you had to go through with school and whatnot, and that school wasn't really the best place for you. But um, I want to kind of skip forward, you know, past middle school, past high school into college. So you already talked about making the decision, you know, I'm going to go to public school, I'm just going to go to public high school, kind of figure my things out. And then from there, I'll make the decision if I want to go to college or if I don't. And you ultimately made the decision to go to college. I wanted to ask you kind of what were the signs that you picked up that college wasn't for you? Because I think there are some people that do listen to this that sometimes are wondering, you know, what if I did something else? Or, you know, this doesn't feel right. This feels really, really hard. And I feel like I'm already giving it my all and I just don't know if it's worth it. So, what were kind of some personal things for you that made you realize, you know, I don't have to be here. I could be doing something else.
1: Well, that's a great question. Um, So finishing up my senior year in high school, we'll start there. You know, everybody in the Amherst School District basically drilled into your head. If you don't go to college, you're not going to do anything. You're basically going to work at that gas station, that local burger joint, flipping burgers all day. So I don't want to say it, but I feel like I was definitely pressured into college. And it was something that growing up through all of my career as a student, it really was difficult because I had such hard difficulty learning. Almost every single class I took except for math, I was below average. In fact, when I was in 12th grade, I had about like a seventh or eighth grade reading level And how I persevered through that was getting Audible, getting the support from my teachers was, uh, you know, allowing me to have the online audio books to get through history and English and, you know, all those books that we had to read. Mm -hmm. Um, But when tests would come, I'd just get so nervous, I'd blank on everything. So... Basically got pressured into college and fortunate for myself, I chose to go to Holyoke Community College. So about 40 minutes from Amherst and I just went for business management. I mean, I still had no clue what I was destined to become. My mom owns a local hair salon. So my thought as a 18 year old watching her running her business was I'm just going to go. I'll get a business major. And I'll start running the salon with her. And it definitely um was not for me at all. <laughs> um I did make it through the first year, but I went from basically being babied and carried all through high school to getting to college with no support whatsoever. Basically all the professors telling me just cause you have an IEP doesn't mean that we're gonna accommodate you and they basically didn't accommodate me with anything. Um, I struggled extremely hard, and it's not in my blood. But basically, I came to realization that it just wasn't for me. I went back for my second year, and it was the first week where, if you withdraw from all your classes, you get all your money back. And I sat down with my parents, and. I told them, I was like, you know what, guys, like I'm just struggling way too much. I graduated high school with a 3.7 GPA and I had, I want to say like like a 2.3 GPA after my first year of college. So it really took a turn for me and it impacted me heavily. And, um, you know, I was like, I don't know how much further I could go with this. It was just way too much on me emotionally and physically just having to wake up every day to do something that you don't want to become. So their one thing that they said to me was, uh, I support you with everything. But you're not going to be that college dropout who works at that local burger joint. And so sure enough, I had a week to figure out what I was going to become after withdrawing from college. And a week is not a lot of time to come up with some career. (laughs) So um, I knew I loved working in the trade. My grandfather for every summer while I was in high school and actually during spring break of my college career, I uh, worked with him. And so he's a general contractor out in the Berkshires. So borderline of um, Albany well, borderline of New York at the end of the Mass Pike. And so I would live out there with them an hour away from Amherst. And, you know, he drilled into my head that if I didn't go to college, this is what I was going to do. And his tactic was to scare me. But it turned out to make me fall in love with swinging a hammer and busting up my knuckles and, you know, running learning how to read a tape measure. So, I knew that I liked the trade and my dad was pushing me to actually go into HVAC. And if you guys don't know what that is, it's heating and air conditioning, Mm -hmm. which my uncle owns a heating and air conditioning business as he's getting ready to retire. My dad said I could inherit it or potentially just buy it from him. And I mean, it was it was something that, you know, I would like to get into, but I knew that it wasn't for me. So I didn't really look into it that much. But I have a very good friend who his family owns an electrical business. And ironically, it's the company that I work for now. But it was not an easy ride to get to the position that I am working with them today. So we sat down and I was like, you know what, I want to tour Porter and Chester, which is a college for the trades, and they get all the schooling done with whatever trade you need, plumbing, um, electrical, whatever the trade is. Um, It gets it over within a year, and then you can get ready to take your test. So we toured them, and they helped me decide that I wanted to become an electrician. So I withdrawed from all the classes at HCC, um, got a full refund, and my journey began to work that 7 to 3 job working 40 hours a week Monday through Friday at 18 years old or 19 years old I should say now and um uh, you know that definitely was the first big step into the unknown which is something that is definitely completely scary but without taking that leap I don't know who I would be or where I would be because um as this podcast goes on. We'll be sharing about how getting into the unknown spaces is something that I would say has to be done um, because you're going to experience things that you'll never know existed if you don't even try it. Mm-hmm. So
0: Right. I want to kind of pause right there because you're going on to something that I think connects really well to what I'm about to ask you. So you mentioned earlier on that you know, going to college and not having the support that you were expecting or that you were hoping for had a really, really heavy impact on you. Do you ever wish that you didn't go to college? Do you ever wish that you, you know, had kind of just pointed yourself and you could go back and tell your high school self, you know, Austin, don't go to college, like just go right into electrical or just go right into working with your grandfather or, Are you in some ways thankful for going to college and kind of having that reality check?
1: Um, I mean, I love that I did try it. Um, It's something that I at least can say that I went to college. Um, But if I knew that it wasn't for me, I wouldn't say it was a waste of a year, but I would definitely have liked to have an extra year under my belt as this career of becoming an electrician develops, it definitely would be nice to have that extra year under the belt. But I mean, just so much I learned, I was going through such a hard time. um, When I got into college, and then my first year through college, outside of it, I was just in a really bad mental health. Um, You know, dealing with friends, the crazy ex-girlfriend at the time and just like learning, you know, how to cope with all these emotions that are going through you at a transformation point in your life of becoming that young adult. So I would never take back any years, but it was definitely, these years are building up to be, um, you know, who I am today. And if I didn't make any hard decisions that I had to do, of stepping into the unknown is, um, you know, basically where I'm at now. So
0: mm-hmm. I want to talk about your family for a little bit. I love them. I know them very well. But all of the listeners probably don't know them. I really want to kind of talk about, you know, as you've mentioned, the support that they gave you because I feel like sometimes especially a decision as big as leaving college or switching your job or deciding to go to college or anything like that, any sort of big, you know, life and financial decision, sometimes people don't always get that support from their family. And I know that family is super important to you and you're super important to your family. So what has that done for you? You know, beyond the whole college situation, going into the trade, you know, you come from a family of entrepreneurs, people that have kind of built their own passions from the ground up. Um, Can you just talk a little bit about the example that your family has led for you and kind of how they support you through your day to day?
1: Yeah, so um, my family is my idol. Um, Just by how close we are, usually every single summer, um, you know, obviously COVID went down and we weren't able to do it, but every single summer we go on a big family trip. Um, I have one older sister and then my father and mother. And we go on trips with my grandparents. Um, As a family bonding moment, we usually go for about a week to two weeks. And we try to travel someplace new, we've gone all over the world. And it's really just to help bring in the connection. Um, You know, I sort of touched base that my mother uh, owns a hair salon that she's been running for 29 years. And my dad also ran a restaurant and sold out of that. And now he has his office job, being a manager of a global company. And, um, you know, learning from them every single day and being fortunate enough to sit down at dinner with them has just been, you know, incredible. And I'm truly grateful to be able to sit down in these um, conversations just to help me grow because, just like everybody else, you know, growing up you don't know anything. Everything's taught, and um, so if I'm not taught these skills by people that I look up to, then I just uh, I don't know. I I think it's just truly a a great living situation.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think one of the biggest things that anyone listening can take away from this is. Letting the people closest to you that you know have your back, whether that is your family or your friends, letting them know kind of where you're at and verbalizing those feelings just makes you all come a little bit closer and it makes you feel like you have a support system. I kind of want to pivot a little bit to landscaping, to your business. Really quick right off the bat, when did you start your landscaping business?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so right out of well, around freshman year of high school, um, you know, I never – I didn't want to be the uh, – I always say it, but the local burger shack kid who, you know, went to work at a restaurant, which, ironically, I ended up working at Texas Roadhouse further down the road. But, um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, unbelievable. You were nervous, but, um, though.
0: He did not flip burgers. I can say that for him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so – um. So my dad had me mowing lawns, our lawn in particular, at like four years old. He would tie a bungee cord to the back of the seat so that the blades would actually turn on to realize that there's a person sitting on top of the seat. And I think it was just when my legs were just long enough to reach the pedals. And um, I'd go out there and just freaking make squiggly lines. It would look like someone had 10 shots of tequila and decided to mow their lawn. (laughs) But the lawn got done and that's all that mattered. Um, so come freshman year, my dad just got a brand new mower and I couldn't get off of it. And so what I did was I would drive it up our street and knock on my neighbor's doors. And I just say, Hey, you know, I live down the street. I'll mow your lawn for $15, $20. I mean, you can't beat that. (laughs) So I went out all day long. I would mow my neighbor's lawns. And that's really where it blossomed. Um, but I wanted to take it to another level. Um, so after my senior year of high school, I decided to, you know, kick it up a notch. And I decided to open this business called AJC Lawn and Gardening. And um, I started, it was myself, and just a couple friends to help me get all the work done. And um, I wish I took it more serious, but it was just something to bypass time. So I was able to quit my job at Texas Roadhouse, and I um, you know, would work. I had that okay. It's a Friday, so we're only doing a half day mentality. But as uh, Ashley knows now, when Fridays come around, the week's not over until Sunday. So, but we uh, yeah, we just started out and. I've been doing it for five years now, and um I really started kicking it up a notch about two years ago um, expanding with how we advertised ourselves on social media, upgrading equipment. I have five zero turn mowers and three work trucks and a bunch of employees, and we're just you know it's just keeping me busy is what it came to be. But now it's just a passion that I love to do. And I don't see myself stopping in the future. I mean, the compliments that we get is worth more than the check that they hand me. You know, it's something that it's always nice to have the smile come off their face and be on mine at the end of the day. So it's really just as simple as that. But yeah, I mean this year with COVID it, I thought it was going to take a turn for the worst because everybody's going to be home and people would want to be doing it themselves. But with Ashley's help and all my guys getting together, we ended up, um, Ashley and I spent a whole weekend doing the books and I just about over tripled in sales with a pandemic. So, I mean, it was just unbelievable to have that result and understand that the hard work truly pays off. I was putting in about 72 hours, or 70 hours a week, Monday through Saturday, and, you know, occasionally on a Sunday, depending on what the weather brought us. So, I mean, the grind doesn't stop. I don't think I'll ever be happy if I'm just sitting back, I, I always got to be grinding and uh hustling. So
0: mm-hmm. you just kind of said this is something interesting. I want to ask you just said, that on average, in the summertime, when it's full swing, you usually were doing 70 hours. So you were doing 40 hours a week minimum at your electrical job, and then sometimes had over 30 hours of work to do for landscaping, whether it was in the office or on the job, whatever it is. Why do you do it? Is it just because you always have to be doing something and you're just that kind of person? If you're not Making money, grinding, being productive, it drives you crazy, or is there a bigger goal that you're after? Is there something bigger than you that's driving you? Why do you do it?
1: Well, we'll start off with the with the driving force, and I mean, I stress that all the time with you um and it wraps around with just the spectacular family that I have, which is the family that I wanna raise and become you know a part of like I always talk about my driving force will be, you know, the life that I can provide for my kids, my wife, and, you know, if I'm slacking off, smoking weed, playing video games all day, like, what type of life will I be able to provide for that family in my future, you know, so I don't give myself any choice to be grinding for 70 hours a week. So, I mean, I could get into the daily routine, which is, you know, comes summertime it's really wake up at 5 a.m or earlier I try to do a workout and I love getting up that early for myself because nobody else is truly awake and if somebody is awake they're not in the mood to talk to you so it's nice to just be able to have that controlling time of about an hour until like 6 six thirty comes around where uh You know, it's all to yourself. You can either work out, you can sit back and just go over the thought about what's going to happen for the day and just process everything. And so, I uh, um, electrical work typically will start anywhere between seven and eight. So, if I have the time, you know, I'll get my guys ready in the morning or. I'll do a little job in the morning and have them meet on the job site. And then, you know, I sort of let them take over and I run out for the eight hour day. And then I pick it right back up where I left off. If we have lawns to mow at the end of that day, I head home, grab the trailer and hop on the mower and go. Or, um, you know, I just get back into doing whatever hard landscaping jobs that we're on. So I find enjoyment in it because it is always keeping me busy. And I know that. I'm working towards that goal of having that happy family and teaching them work ethic. I mean, Inky Johnson always talks about my man, he always talks about there's a big difference between someone who works hard and a hard worker. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being somebody who works hard, it's, they wake up that day. And it's like, Oh, you know, maybe I'll give it everything I got. But some days they will some days they won't. But if you're hard working, it doesn't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter if it's pouring rain or a hundred degrees out or it's a nice 70 degree day with a wind. You know, you're always giving it everything you got. You always have that, that sweat rolling down your forehead in whatever temperature it is, in whatever environment. And it's something that I have, you know, sort of taken on for myself to become self-driven in that aspect. You know, I don't want to have that life of, Flipping burgers and I've always reflected to that in my accountability mirror of just looking back at myself and seeing where I've came from.
0: That's crazy. I have so many things I want to say. I hope that I can like piece my thoughts together because everything you said, I just wanted to like jump in there and be like, oh my gosh, should people hear this? Because listen, for anyone listening right now, the first thing that you should notice with Austin in general, I mean, Austin is twenty-one owns his own business, has his own job, and he is that person, as much as it drives me crazy, but that's besides the point, he does wake up at 5.30 or 5 a.m. every single day in the summer. I mean, there are people out there working with what they have, working with the hand that they were dealt and running with it. And if that doesn't set another enough of a fire under your little butt to go out there and get what you want, I don't know what will. Because listen here, he has his eyes on the big picture, the big prize. It's building a life for yourself, being financially independent, building a family, having a good relationship, raising good kids, like being a good person. Like these are the fundamental goals. And I just think it's so incredible that at 21, there are so many 21. I mean, granted, everyone's in a different situation. You know, someone like me who's in college versus someone like Austin who's been able to work for 40 hours a week since he was 19. I mean, those are two different situations. But at 21, to be able to say, you know, when it's time to work, it's time to work. And I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. and make sure that I get my time in for the day to take care of myself. And then from the rest of the day on, it's all about hard work. And it's all about being intentional with everything I do. I mean, that's a work ethic that the people that you're going up against for what you want have. And so that's one of the biggest things that I've learned from Austin is that there are so many people out there that are working hard when no one's looking. And those are the people that you're going to have to go up against when you go for something that you want. If you really want the job promotion, if you really want to get into that grad program, if you really want that one job in general, if you want to win that audition or win that race or whatever it is, these people are who you're going up against. And so surrounding yourself with the right people listening to the right podcasts, listening to the right things and pushing yourself to being a better person is huge. And one thing I really said was just surrounding yourself with the right people. And I think that Austin, I wanted to ask you about that. How would you say that making time to see certain people, whether it be your family, your friends, whoever it is, you know, how do you make sure that the people around you are bringing you up to your best?
1: I'm really glad that we stopped where we did because I was about to jump into the, <laughs> cut you off and be like, we have to stay on this topic because it is so important. I cannot stress this enough. It is so important to surround yourself with the right people. And I am so fortunate that I am able to do that. And now that I have the courage to do it. um, So flashing back of, when I was in college, I was around the wrong people every single day. I was unmotivated. I knew I was in an unhealthy environment. I had friends who were just couch potatoes, doing drugs, like it was just ugly. And I knew that had to change. And so summer of 2019, um, it really did change. I mean, I completely made a promise to myself while I was looking in that accountability mirror of just being like, is this what you're going to become? Are you going to become that low life, you know, college dropout who is just going to be playing video games, like smoking weed, doing whatever you're doing, like, and just thinking life is a party. Like, yes, my family is doing all right financially, but that's not nothing that I've earned. So what am I going to look like when I'm laying on my deathbed and like I could see the person that I become and I am i don't even recognize that person like it's just like you have to take accountability for yourself and that's the first step to becoming successful is you want that as bad as you have to breathe now there's a long saying behind all that um but I won't get into it but um basically as bad as you want to breathe is as bad as you want to become successful. And the first step is to take accountability for yourself. And that's what I had to do. I ended up cutting ties with at least half my friends. Um, You know, I'd stay in touch with them, but I refused to hang out with them. You know, I had to get that separation. And some people would think, and I got called all types of names for doing it. I got called selfish and you know everything else but it was selfish but it was what is best for you and i think that that is one of the hardest things that um people have to do is i think that everybody falls under that category of being like oh my gosh i'm a people pleaser like i know ashley says it all the time that she has to please everybody and i went from that person to being like you know what this is my life my life's too short. And I don't know when you know, it's going to end. So I got to do everything for myself, everything for the future that I want for my family, my current family and the people that I love around me. And that was the first huge step into the unknown of being like, you know what, you know, I don't know where this is going to go. But as long as I can stay strong and surround myself with the right people like entrepreneurs, like people who I want to become myself, like Ashley, like Haley, all these girls that you meet in charge who are just truly inspiring to you, get closer with them. Like that is so unbelievable. And so important is to follow those people, whoever's inspiring you, like be them, crave them, like do what they do and do what you want to do. Because the only thing that will be stopping you is yourself. So You know, it's truly amazing to look at other 21 year olds and be like, dang, dude, like, how do you do it? You know, it's just like, it's quite simple. You know, I never started out on this journey to be like, dang, like, I want to be a millionaire. Like, I want all this money. I did it for myself. I surround myself with 72 hours of work a week because it keeps me out from, you know, being with people I shouldn't be And, you know, whenever you're spending $100 on dinner, or, or however much at the bar, or whatever, like, yeah, that's a nice time with all your friends. But like, you know, sometimes you got to make that hard decision to be like, you know, like, we'll, we'll use a college example, like if you have a big, you know, exam test, whatever it is coming up, and I'm sure everybody has done it, um, and it's like, you know, your friends come up to you and it's like, Hey, you know, there's this awesome party that we were going to, like, and they drag you out and you're going against your judgment and you know it in the back of your head. And like, you know, then you don't get to study and you don't get the grade that you wanted to get on that exam, and then you beat yourself o- up over it for the next week or until that next exam. And it's like it's so hard to say no, but I promise you, when you make that step it will change your life and it true. I'm just, uh, you know, speaking from the experiences that I've had, it has totally changed my life and turned everything around for myself. So
0: I love it. I love it. It reminds me of when you were talking about being a people pleaser and, you know, cutting ties with people, you need to do your own thing. It reminds me of this post I saw on Instagram forever ago. I've known this and told this to myself so many times. It's that once you start doing what's best for you, you're going to start to piss a lot of people off. And that's something that, you know, when you're a people pleaser, like I always say to myself, it's so hard to accept that. But you really have to remember that the true people that are meant to be in your life are still going to stick around. And, you know, no matter what names people throw at you, like Austin said, or whoever people make you feel you have to end up doing what's best for you in the end, because like Austin said, life is too short. And that's something that I always need to work on something that for me personally, and I know Haley says it too, you know, that's something I really admire about Austin. I've always said to him, I'm like, you know, how do you just like, when something happens, you know, it affects you for a second, but I feel like you can like quite literally in your head, just like turn your thoughts to something else. And, you know, Austin's always just said to me, you know, I just can't, I can't dwell on it. I can't just let it paralyze me and let me sit there. And that's something that I think is so important. There's that other saying out there, which is like a psychological study, trust me, I'm no expert, but there's research out there that says, if you show me the, the close, your five closest friends, I can tell you exactly what you'll be like in a year. And it's so true. I mean, the people that you surround yourself with have a direct impact on your interests, your dislikes, the things that, you know, make you annoyed, or the things that the music that you like, or the food you like to eat, or the clothes that you wear, the things that you do. I mean, those people have an impact on you. And if you're starting to take inventory of your life and saying, well, this friend I know, like, always stays up and just watches TikTok all night and is a huge procrastinator and never does her assignments on time. Or this person's always late to everything and their room's a mess and they're a slob and blah, blah, blah. This person likes to get takeout every day and eats junk food and drinks beer every single night. You know, if these people aren't on your level, per se, you know, you need to start, you know, listening to people that lift you up. Like, Austin was referencing Eric Thomas when he said, you got to want it as bad as you want to breathe. I mean, if you listen to Eric Thomas, I'm not kidding. Your life will be changed. If you listen to Ed Milet, like you're going to learn a lot of stuff. If you listen to Inky Johnson, like you'll never complain another day in your life. These people, there's resources out there to lift you up. If you feel like you're stuck and you don't have those people around you, but trust me, they are out there and friendships at sometimes Haley and I have talked about this a lot are meant to come and go. There are people that will stay, and there are people that you'll lose touch with. But at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you if you want to continue to grow. So that's exactly what I've seen with Austin. So
1: I just want to throw one more uh, thing in there it. on okay. this. It's just um the I mean this you sort of breezed over it, but you basically said, and it's one of my favorite favorite quotes is the people you run with direction the or sorry. Unbelievable. <laughs> the people you run with determine the direction you run. The people you hang around is who you become, and that is so true. Wait, wait, it's like say
0: that again. Say that again.
1: The people you run with determine the direction you run, and the people you hang around is who you become. Ooh, okay, so Plus. true. Like, <laughs> like you, you the, like you said, your five best friends and someone could tell you what where you're going to become in a year is based off who you're hanging around with and who you will become so if you just surround yourself with the right people in whatever situation is you know whatever job career you want to pursue or whatever you know whatever whatever it is like find those right people and that's the direction that you will move towards who you are gonna grow up to be and inspire and then you're gonna be that person one day who people are gonna be coming to you and asking for advice and wisdom of what you know. And it's just truly such a great feeling to have when you have people to start looking up and inspiring to yourself.
0: It's so true. It's so true. And also one of the best things too is when you have those people, you know you're on like you know that they're on your level. When you succeed, those people lift you up so high. I mean, those are the people that celebrate with you, the people that are proud of you, the people that want to see you succeed. And it's it's such an amazing feeling, and I think it's something that everyone needs to experience. Having friends and family that are truly, genuinely happy for you and want to see you succeed. And when you start to take inventory of your life and put yourself around those right people, you will feel that, and it is Incredible. It is so amazing. I love it. I love it so much. I love this conversation. Okay, I have one last question just to wrap this up. This is very personal to you, so you might not kind of know exactly what it is off the top of your head, but I know that since I've met you, you've gotten really into goal setting. Austin and I both wrote our goals for 2021, and we try to break them down month by month. So I want to ask you, what is one goal that you really, really want to accomplish in 2021?
1: That's very easy for me, and it was to read one book for every month. And right now, I am reading. I mean, I couldn't have started with a better book. It this book right here has already impacted my life, and I'm on page like. 120. Ashley literally FaceTimed me to be like, hey, like we're about to start this podcast. And I was reading the book and I'm like, what the heck is going on? Because I don't read. If anybody knows me, I don't read. And this has just turned me around. And the book is because everybody should buy this book and everybody should read it. Or I highly suggest listening to it on Audible because it's the book and a podcast in a 10 hour, like reading. And it's Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. I mean, that dude is truly incredible. He's truly somebody that I inspire to be. And it has totally changed my life. I mean, just for one example, that he says is, everybody triples down, triples down on their strengths. But you truly should be tripling down on your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And that's what I have been doing and like, I've been doing it without even acknowledging it. And so for this year, just having that goal to read one book a year is just uh, one book a month, sorry, is, um, you know, something that I have to do. I mean, I'm, I know I'm good at a lot of things, but I'm also terrible at way more things. And I just want to become the best person that I can. So you know, getting that reading level up again. And, uh, you know, picking up the book is just something that I am so excited to do. And it's already, I know I'm kicking it off and setting the bar really high with this first book. But um, I mean, it's just a truly incredible thing to just triple down on those weaknesses, whatever it is. Um, But yeah, definitely reading a book is definitely one of my favorite goals that I've set for myself. So
0: that is so awesome. I just, I, first of all, a couple things I want to say for anyone listening. I mean, just like he said, like, believe him when he, when he says like Austin doesn't read, like when Austin goes to work, like he reads a tape measure and he uses tools like (laughs) his daily routine and it's not something that's easy. It's not something that is comfortable or that is normal and he's still doing it. And it goes hand in hand with tripling down your weaknesses, which is one of my favorite David Goggins quotes or ideas or concepts ever. If you don't know who David Goggins is, I think
1: you have to look him up. You, yeah. you, have, to you have to look, look him up. up.
0: It's one of Austin's favorites. But he did an episode with Ed Milet, who you guys know, Haley and I love. Just look up Ed Milet and David Goggins. You'll learn a lot about him. He
1: It's like an hour and 20 minutes long. But it's, and worth, it's, it's worth all of the time. It- It's going to go by, and it's going to feel like it went by in like 10 minutes, and you're going to be left with your mouth on the floor because it is so good.
0: It's incredible. He is someone that extremely, like to crazy extents, has pushed the limits of his body, of his mind, of reality, I mean everything. Just to kind of give you an overview, he was a Navy SEAL, went through three hell weeks, has just gone through some crazy, crazy experiences, and has really never take a no for an answer and if you're someone, Austin and I were actually talking about this last night, but if you're someone that feels like you need to have a lot of control over things or you're someone who really struggles with going with the flow per se, I highly, highly, highly recommend listening to David Goggins um, on several podcasts that he's been on or buying the book that Austin is talking about called Can't Hurt Me
1: it's free on audible so there's no reason why none of you guys should not tune in to that 10 hours literally just while you're driving or working out like this book will change your perspective on life like you would not believe
0: it's true and i mean just listen to that triple down on your weaknesses it's so funny you know people there i love when people and i've been guilty of this too a lot of people love to say that they're shy like people are like oh i'm really shy I don't like to talk about myself no people love to talk about what they're good at and what they've been successful with and things like that but when it comes to your weaknesses it's like a zipper goes on like over our mouth and I 100% am in that group like I Austin knows this am terrified of heights I'm terrified of like going like up like to the top of a water tower and like thinking that I'm gonna fall off the edge like I don't talk about that stuff it's really sensitive for me and yet One of my goals for 2021 is to, you know, Austin's is to read one book a month. Mine is to conquer one fear every single month. And one of my biggest fears is heights. And that I feel like holds me back from a lot of things. And so surrounding yourself with people that lift you up and listening to people that have pushed the limits, like David Goggins, listening to people that have been through the ringer per se, like Inky Johnson, listening to those stories and seeing that, It is possible to go through difficult things and it is possible to be scared, but to do it anyway is so important and so huge and can really turn around 2021 since 2020 was really a big speed bump for a lot of us. Um, Especially, you know, I have made it kind of a priority to keep listening to podcasts and to keep learning since I'm about to graduate college and nothing's going to be the same after this. So it's almost like, anyone listening right now graduating college this year or next year is kind of taking that leap of faith into the unknown like Austin talked about earlier it's freaking scary but trust me if you are taking the time to read these books listen to these people this can all be worth it so I guess to wrap that up just go listen or go buy can't hurt me by David Goggins before Austin Austin's gonna finish it before all of you and like never stop talking about it I love it I love- Okay, Austin, is there any last things that you want to leave our listeners with? any last minute thoughts or little tokens of wisdom?
1: I mean, you just gotta wherever you are in life just you know you gotta you just keep following your dream and don't let anything stop that you know whatever it is if it's a friendship, if it's somebody holding you back because there's constantly going to be that person in the sewer trying to suck you back in where you just came out of and just make the hard decisions and be don't be afraid to get into the unknown space of being you know if you're stuck in like a crappy relationship but you're too scared to get out of it because you don't know what's on the other side of the door like you're never going to know if you don't try if you're trying to get a job or an interview and you, you know, you don't even apply for it, the answer is always going to be no. So just, you know, be true to yourself and go risk it, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. Oh, so, so, you know, but I do also want to talk for like one minute just about Ashley and Haley in whoever is listening, like you guys are already taking that step in the right direction. Like you already know that wh- who you want to become and where you want to go and you guys are getting very wise and great information by these two fine girls and they bring on guests from who know all over about any subjects like my cousin um, some of Ashley's friends and Haley's friends as well I mean keep listening to these girls keep sharing it and you know putting it out on social media and help them grow their podcast because with growth comes more people and you know more wise speakers to be on this show with them so just keep doing what you're doing and thank you Ashley and Haley for having me it's unfortunate Haley can't be here today but we'll have to do another one it's just another reason to get back together and get on a podcast so I hope everything's going well in 2021 brings a ball of fire for you guys to get motivated and get get set on those goals
0: yeah that was so awesome thank you austin i'm so happy we could finally have you on the show i miss haley too but like you said it just gives another excuse to have another episode together and hopefully we can actually all be together in the same place at some point but I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. This was a super awesome conversation, and I hope you guys got something out of it. If you did get something out of it, I would love to know. You can send me a DM on Instagram, just at Ashley Girton, or you can send me a DM on the Flip the Switch Instagram, at Flip the Switch Pod. If you liked this episode, you can give it a rating and a little comment on Apple Podcasts. Um, And you can follow the podcast on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. And finally, if you guys have any suggestions for episodes you want to listen to in the future, please, again, just send me a DM or a quick message. Or if you yourself want to be on the podcast or if you have anyone that you want to have be one of our guests, please let me know. You can let Haley know, and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys.
1: See ya.